the Minds. Today, I'm here with the great Ryan Martin. Ryan, thank you for joining us. No, thanks so much for having me on. Excited to be here and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too. All right, so we'll jump right into it. Talk about some of your coaching philosophies and principles of success. Yeah, I, I think I think first and foremost is, you know, in, in, a, in my young career as a coach, I think, you know, one of the keys for success, whether it's myself or, you know, any of the players is really just having a growth mindset and, and always wanting to get better, always wanting to learn to see what else is out there. And, and you know, I, I was really excited to be a part of this, you know, podcast because you, there's a lot of crossover from different sports, you know, and, and different businesses. I know you do work with different companies and there's just so much you can take away from, you know, successful organizations as a whole, you, you know, and like, you know, lately I, I just finished reading, you know, winning by Clive Woodward and it's like, okay, well, what can you take from, you know, rugby, you know, England rugby to, to where we are now. So, you know, one thing I think important in my career for sure has been, um, you know, having a growth mindset. And, and I think that's been um, something I try to preach to players and kids all the time. Um, I think that the second one, and this is this this was harder and more probably of an evolution in my career as a coach, but is really focusing on the process. And, and, and I think that's something that in my role. So, you know, my team is, is really the reserve team for DC United. So I'm taking a lot of kids that are 17, 18, 19, and they have this dream of, of going from youth soccer or college to the MLS. And, and my job is to help them get there. So I'm essentially a, if, if it's done well, a stopping point for these kids, you know? So, so my challenge for them is, okay, well, you want it. You don't want to necessarily be here. You want to get to the MLS but it's a process and, and it's, and you've got to focus on, you know, daily getting better. Um, you've got to focus on your craft, the mastery of it. And it's like, okay, so in an ideal world, you get to the MLS, you start, you're on national teams, da, 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 perfect. Okay. But you can't just skip this step in your development cycle, you know? So I think, you know, being process oriented and, you know, being honed in and whether that's, you know, day to day, practice to practice, game to game, you know, I think that's been, been very big in, in my, um, you know, journey. And then I think the last one is, I think dealing with adversity. Um, and, and I, I, you know, I've had adversity in my career, you know, whether it be, you know, from budgets to whether it be to, you know, new jobs to different opportunities, you know, we all face adversity and, and players are the same way. It's, you know, you think you probably should be playing, but for one reason or another, you're not. And so it's like, how do you deal with that setback and, and make you stronger? Um, so those would kind of be the, the three big ones that I've, I've tried to really hone in for myself and then try to, again, translate down to these young professionals. Excellent. And now when I look at those, those first two that you said about being too caught up, I'm taking notes as you're speaking, having, a, having the growth mindset, the inverse of that would be to have a fixed mindset. The opposite of focusing on the process would be to be focusing on the outcome. Can you talk about having the opposite mindset would, would slow you down or make you worse, having a fixed mindset and focusing too much on outcomes? Yeah, for sure. And, you, and you, I think you, you see it all the time where you see people that are stuck in their ways and they don't want to they don't want to learn or grow. Like, you know, example we would have would be, you know, a kid who came from you know college or, and maybe he was like an all ACC performer and he did things this way and they always seem to work for him. But then it's like, well, here's where you have to grow as a pro in the way you read the game. You're playing with better players. You're playing on a higher level. So if you're just going to stay in your 
your comfort zone and your way of doing things, it's like, you're just not going to, not going to get better. And, and, you know, I think that that's one, I, I think you can also take it off the field in a lot of different ways too, especially with, you know, the, the, the different situations we had this year with, you know, the black lives matter movement and it just became, okay. So as an athlete, okay, you're fixing, maybe, maybe this is the way you're brought up and you didn't know, you know, that was a big thing we had. We always had conversations, you know, just to try to educate, inform and help the kids grow because, you know, really we're dealing with that group. So, you know, maybe it's an African-American team. How do you feel? How have you been through these situations? Where are you? And I think that's part of growth, a growth mindset too, as a person, um, you know, and I think that goes hand in hand to where you are on the field because, if you can grow and learn about your teammates, about their feelings, how they've dealt with things in the past, it only helps you on the field and it also helps you as a person. So, um, you know, so that's my fixed, you know, uh, you know mindset opportunity there. And then, um, you know, when we're, so we're sorry, the fixed, so then the next one we're looking for is, is uh, focusing on the outcome instead of on the process. Yeah, and, and I think I think by nature people are 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 outcome oriented in the way they they see things. Okay, did you win or did you lose? You, you know, and, and that's the outcome of the game. And, and it and it's not process oriented. Where did you do your job throughout the game? Did you do what your role and responsibility is? And it and it and it becomes. And I always go back to you know another non soccer book, but you know Bill Walsh is the score will take care of itself, and and that's something. You know, I really preach if you do everything you're supposed to do in the in the game, during the game, yeah, the score will take care of itself. If you prepare every day, you know, every time it's like it will happen for you. And I think when I look at, you know, guys that I work with or different kids or players, you know, they become very outcome oriented. Well, I've got, I should be starting. OK, well, well, OK, that's the outcome. You can't control it because because I, I dictate who plays and who doesn't. So you can't control. So what is your process? How is your process of getting better as a soccer player? And how are you going to master your craft to get to where you want to go? And, and, and I think, I, I think kids are impatient nowadays. I think young, younger guys are, they want a, um, they want it all now and it's very outcome oriented and, and they want it there. It's like, but I think the ones that really make it are the ones that love the process. They love the grind of it. And they love, they love training. They love being out there. They love when things aren't going well, they love to do what their craft is. And, and I think, um, you know, we've all had them as coaches or you've seen them as, as people and companies. Okay. This person is just focused on getting better today. And then what I found is those people end up making it in the long run. Right. As opposed to seeking that the fool's goal, the immediate gratification, not just loving the process, loving the sport, loving everything that goes with it, even sometimes maybe the more inconvenient details or maybe the things that aren't your favorite parts, but still finding a way and a reason to like the maybe not so favorable parts. Correct. Yeah. And, I, and, and it's important. I think it's like, uh, you know, we try to tell the guys like this should be your passion. This should be your love. This should be what you absolutely love to do. And if it's not, then you should find something else to do. Um, and it's nothing against that individual person or player because they're great people. But this should be what you love to do every day. And you're fortunate to do it, you know, playing professionally or coaching professionally, you know. So it's like whatever the situation is, I convinced myself, I was like, okay, go to training today. Regardless of what happens, enjoy every minute of it and see if you can help kids get better. Right. Makes a lot of sense.
Now, what you were saying before about the importance of used some words like this, but open and honest communication within the team and the coach to the athletes and then within the team. Talk about that a little bit more. Yeah, so, so uh, you know, in my journey, I've been, you know, been different professional organizations, been in college at Wake Forest University and seen some, you know, different age kids. So what I've found along my, you know, coaching journey so far is, you know, every athlete I've ever dealt with has really wanted two things in, in their life, you know, in, in their, our relationship. You know, one is me being honest with them. And then the second is, can I help them become better? And in every single athlete I've ever seen is like, Okay, well, be honest with me. Tell me where where I am. Why am I not playing? But don't lie or beat around the bush or just be honest. And then it's like, can I help them get better in that situation? So I think that the, the communication from a, you know, a coach to a player is so important. And I think as I've really jumped into the professional level and, and in soccer, a lot of times they call them managers, you know, and it's like, oh, he's a he's a manager type thing there really is a lot to it because the, the, it's like, okay, so you've got a talented soccer player. Fantastic. But can you get the most out of that person as a manager or as a coach, you, you know, because that's what you really are doing. You're managing people. Um, you know, I, I saw a great quote from the new Jets coach who I can't, don't even know what his name is, but he's like, you know, it, it, professional sports is a business but it's a people business. And, and that one really kind of stuck home with me because that's really what it is. Can you, can you put a collection of people on the field together that believe in what you're doing and, and have honest conversation and communication and it becomes an authentic relationship to, to what you're doing and to your common goals. Absolutely. And I love how you're tying in all these coaches and different athletes from all these different sports, because that was kind of my belief always, too, that success leaves clues and the success principles are the same across the board for high level achievers. No question. I, and, I, and I think you can just take so much and, you know, you, you see these documentaries, with, you know, Doc Rivers or, you know, Jill Ellis, you know, from the women's side or Bill Belichick. I mean, there's just, you know, Pete Carroll's podcast or one that I just, you know, really love and the, you know, the positivity and talk about a guy that's dealt with adversity. He's been fired and, you know, been in a, a tough situation, you know, same thing. Belichick's been, fi you know, so it's like people go through things and even when, um, you know, Tom Brady been through adversity and it's like, how do they come out of it? But um, yeah, I just think there's so much you can take from other, other industries, other people's paths um, and just take one, 2% and you can put it in your toolbox and make yourself better. Absolutely. And along the lines of those adversities, what do you think are some of the unique adversities that the athletes are facing now? Maybe not the obvious, because we know the obvious adversity that athletes are facing now, but what might be some of the not so obvious adversities they're facing and what would be maybe some of your recommendations how to get through it? Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think athletes right now as they're, as they're getting to a, you know, a bigger and bigger, you know, stage and platforms, I think social media becomes a, a big, you know, sense or part of adversity and how they deal with that and how they deal with because it's not no longer just the media where you're, you know, have a conversation and you're, you're misquoted in the newspaper or something like that. Now it's like, okay, well, what did you post on social media? How did that affect it? What are people saying about you? You know, you just finished the game last night and, and uh, you know, 30,000 people are tweeting that you're a terrible, you know, athlete or whatever it might be. So, you know, I, I think that's always a tough one, you know, because you want to do it to connect with people, right. And, and connect with your fans. And, but there is the other side of the, the social media side where it's like it, it can be negative and it can drain you and, and and if you listen to what people say 
it can be pretty hurtful too. So I think, um, you know, that's a big one for a lot of people, uh, you know, right now. And I think, you know, the big one is whatever you're going through adversity or whatever you're doing, I think it's important to really focus on yourself at that moment. I think it's important to, you know, you like to say block out everything as, as you can. Um, but I think the big one is just focus on small daily tasks of your process of getting better. And I, I think that helps you. Um, and that's what I recommend to people. Okay. If you're going through family issues and, you know, there used to be like a great Manchester United thing with Alex Ferguson, where, you know, he'd put a trash can before the guys walked in the locker room to throw their baggage in the, in the trash can before they come out because it should be the best two hours of your day. And then once you, you go back out, you can pick up whatever you want to pick up and deal with it. Um, but, but I think that's an important reminder for people. It's like, when you're there, it's like, love it, enjoy it. It should be a passionate two hours, three hours of your day. Um, and then whatever you're dealing with, then you can pick it up and deal with it on, on the outside. But focus on your craft, focus on what you're doing, take small steps, look at a small picture as opposed to, oh, wow, this is bothering me here and there. No, it's like, okay, I'm going to go to training. I'm going to win in training. I'm going to have the best training I've had yet. And then, and then the rest of the day, you know, the small steps will help you to the big picture. Excellent. And God forbid we have to go back to a quarantine. What, <laughs> what would you recommend the athletes do on a day-to-day -day plan or week-to-week? -week? What would be some of the things they could do if they have to go back to being isolated? Yeah, I mean, what we tried doing, like with my team, when we hit the thing was a lot of guest speakers come in. Um, you know, we were fortunate when, when we had, you know, quarantine, you know, we got hit, we had George Carl from, you know, the NBA speak to the guys, you know, one of our, one of the kids' fathers is a head coach of Duquesne basketball, and he talked to the guys. We had Jerry Yegley from Indiana soccer talk to the guys. We had, you know, one of the, the DC United players talk to the guys. So we had tried to get a wide range. And, and where I'm going with this is, I think you need to, even in quarantine, you can still increase your mental capacity for the game. And I think, um, I think people don't do that enough. And, and I, whether that's reading, whether that's, you know, all the YouTubes, podcasts, different things, you can get 1% better in quarantine. And, and, and for me, that 1% becomes in your, in your mental side of the game. It's like, read, see why top athletes are, you know, top athletes, watch the Tiger Woods documentary, watch the last dance, you know, take a look at, you know, different items where it's like, there's so many books and resources right now that you can go out and really be overwhelmed by it. But it's like, take a minute, whether it's leadership or whether it's learning a new language. I mean, these are all things that right now in quarantine you can do and it will help you become a, a better player. Makes sense. And that's, that's really big. And now another thing I wanted to ask you, I wanted to run this by you. So we, we see when we're working with athletes, we list a, a whole series of common mindset red flags, some commonalities, sound bites that we're hearing over and over again from the athletes. So I wanted to share this with you and get your feedback here. These, this is what we have for soccer. Are these any things, are you seeing these kind of things and how do you have the athletes deal with them? Yeah, to, to be honest with you, it, it happens a lot. And I think, you know, one of the big ones that, that, you know, I see a lot is, you know, difficulty bouncing back from mistakes. And I, I think that's a big one. And, and, uh, it's funny, you know, you know, I don't have all the answers. I'm still 37 learning this, and that, but I, I took this away from like Pete Carroll's podcast, like two weeks ago, but it's like, it's, it's having the, the, basically the mindset where 
to get back from a mistake, it's always next play. It's like focus your energy and effort towards the next play. And, and it's, it's funny. He brought it up. He's like, okay, if a guy, you know, drops a, a touchdown and, and they end up going three and out punting instead of having a touchdown, he can go over and yell at the guy. And, but he goes, the odds are at that level, the guy already knows he made a mistake. He goes, even at like a 10 year old level, he knows he made a mistake. So what you're going to say to him doesn't, doesn't, um, doesn't matter because he already knows he effed up on the whole play. But what matters is, can he, can you bounce him back for the next play? Can he become, can he score the next opportunity he gets? So I always thought that was interesting in just terms of like, you know, he keeps short, concise words where all it is is next play move on next play move on and I, I thought that was really really good um you know afraid of getting beat 1v1 and that's something that we we harp every single day because you know we call it winning your 1v1 duel and and really that comes down for me a lot of times in practice and how you train and um you know and the same thing like in front of goal that becomes in training what I see so much so often are talented players that like maybe in training don't take finishing as, as, as seriously as they could. They don't have a killer instinct where, okay, I'm going to put this one every day. It's like, well, when I get my chance in the game, I'm going to stick it. Well, it's like, well, no, because you didn't do it in training. You didn't practice. You didn't, you didn't go through the repetition. So when you get on a stage and it is the performance, you didn't practice what you're, you're about to perform. So it's like, um, for me, it's in front of goal, 1v1s, those come down to training and it becomes – um, you know, so, so, you know, next play on the difficulty about nervous in front of goal, those are training one v one is training every day. Can you win? Can you compete? Can you beat the person across from you? And I think that's any sport, um, you know, in terms of like worried about letting people down. I always think this starts with yourself. And, and when we preach it to kids and, and players, it's like, nobody is going to trust you if, 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 if you, if you keep taking shortcuts. So we always say you've got to be honest and you've got to be an honest teammate and you've got to show up every day and work and you've got to, um, you've got to first show yourself as a resilient, honest person with integrity that, that would want to be picked by your teammates. If you're, if you're in the draft and they were playing five V five, doesn't matter what sport, football, basketball, if you're the last pick, there's but maybe the most talented there's something wrong with that your teammates don't trust you don't believe in you so this one for me is like all right are you the one who's always showing up first are you the most prepared are you doing everything you can do personality wise and on the field to make sure that that you're not going to let your teammates down and if you do your teammates know it wasn't because of anything you didn't do it just happened in the game and that's part of any game um you know, and then, you know, penalty kicks, you know, th those are a weird one. I've seen really top, top players just not want to take them for one reason or another. And I've seen guys that, you know, probably have never scored a goal in their life, love to take them. And I, I think it just comes down to, you know, really if, if a mentality, do you want to do it or not? Um, you know, then not aggressive, no killer instinct. Again, that for me, that comes down to your personality and the way you compete in training and your training habits. Um, I, I think for me, those are like, it, it, it's not a when you put that list up there and most of those are probably talking about the game you know the game itself for me it starts in the practice it's like that's where it's all developed it's like those are where your habits are, are really nurtured and you know I, I read a quote you know I think it was from good to great or whatever they say uh, it takes 30 days to build a habit but four days to, to break a habit so you're like you're looking at um you know, if you're trying to build habits of good soccer play, it takes 30 days. It takes a long time. But 
four days off or four trainings where the guy's not mentally there, it ruins everything. Right. So it's that consistency on a regular basis and, and those, and, you know, good practice, good, solid practice, good, solid results in competition makes sense. And I like what you said too. That's, that's one of the things we're always telling our athletes, those short little cues that not having a long drawn out dialogue in your mind. A lot of people think with mindset, we're trying to make them think more and it's the opposite. You want them thinking less. So those short, quick, either a cue, a word, or a short phrase, you say it quick, and that, that helps you reboot. No question. And, you know, that was, that's something I always, you know, the Pete Carroll stuff has been great, you know, in terms of the way it's like, okay, positive. It's like the guy knows he messed up. It's positive. It's like, here it is. But, but you also have to know, it's like these people that he's taken on his team, they have those traits where they do compete every day. They work every day. They're there on time. They're honest. So it's like when, when you're, when you're giving someone the benefit of the doubt in the game, it's because he's earned it throughout training and throughout training camps and throughout having his teammates back. And, and it starts on the training field that nobody ever gets to see, you know, and that's where, you know, on a game day, that's not a big deal. And I think the coach can do a lot of, of helping confidence as well, where, um, you know, giving people opportunity, through mistakes you know i've seen it on the youth level even like eight nine ten year olds a kid misses a shot or a bad pass and and quickly okay sub get him in get him out and it's like well the kid's nine years old it's like how is he going to learn if, if we're taking him out after you know eight nine minutes and then his confidence is shot and where do we go so i think a lot of the coaches out there can can help with that process as well and have belief in people that's excellent. Ryan, we, we hit on a lot of great information you hit on there in a short amount of time. I really appreciate it. No, thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. And, and best wishes for the 2021 here. Thank you. You too. And, and where can we send people more information about everything that you do? Social media pages, websites, anything like that. I'll link them in the show notes below. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I put a lot of stuff out on my Twitter, you know, so, so RP Martin 10, you know, I put a lot of stuff mostly out there. So if they're looking to follow me, that's where I am at RP Martin 10. And, you know, we'll share stuff about, you know, my journey, happy to connect with people. And, and like I said, for me, you know, coaching is, is learning and it's a two way street. And so, you know, the more I can take from others, the, the better, you know, and, you know, even this morning I was, you know, I'm trying to bring a player over from the Ivory coast and his coach reached out to, you know, have a conversation about the different cultures and, and what each other are going through. So i um, always happy to connect and, and not only help people, but learn it myself. So selfishly, you know, would love that as well. Awesome. Ryan, thank you again. Really appreciate it. No, thank you. All right. Take care. Yep, bye. Bye. And that is a wrap from today's podcast. I'm Gene Zanetti from Winning Mindset. Make sure you guys go to our website. Make sure you go to zwinningmindset.com. Make sure you buy the book. Ebook is great, excellent information, represents some of the great information that we've learned from top athletes working with some of the top teams and individuals all across the country. Go to our website, zwinningmindset.com. Make sure you get the ebook. Also, make sure as an individual you sign up for the one-on-one free trial consultation. That's the one-on-one free trial consultation with one of our mindset coaches. The best results always come from one-on-one attention, whether it's strength training whether it's technique or whether it's mindset. One-on-one is always the best. Thanks for staying with us. Make sure you join us next time for the next episode. Mindset makes the difference. Have a great day.